0: Tonight I want to preach on the subject of building spiritual muscles. A lot of Christians are weak because they don't understand what God has in store for them. And so when God puts heaviness or problems or conflict in our life, the easiest thing to do is to ask God, take this from me. Lord, I don't want this. This is uncomfortable. And it's human nature to do that. Anybody that's going to come and put heaviness on your life, the first thing that you're going to do is say, Lord, take this from me. In reality, God says, I gave it to you on purpose. Why would I take from you something that I intended for you to have for a blessing? So here's Paul, a man of God that was in that same situation. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and verse 7. lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of revelation, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing... I besought the Lord thrice, three times, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure. Therefore, I take pleasure. Man, could you imagine getting to that point where you could say, I take pleasure in my infirmities? And my reproaches and my necessities and persecution and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Let's pray. Lord, as we have gathered together once again on this Sunday. Lord, to study the word of God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you will help us. Lord, to break down this passage and help us understand how it is we grow and strengthen you. And Lord, for the simple fact that so often Christians remain weak in their lives. Because they do not understand the heaviness, the weights, the thorns, however else we want to put it, Lord, those things that come into our lives, Lord, that we push away, we turn our backs, we run the other way, and Lord, in reality, we miss out. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just give us understanding. Lord, it will not be me tonight speaking, but Lord, that you'll speak through me, Lord, as we study your word. We pray this in your name. Amen. It is speculated, and I know a lot of you have heard different passages from this, but it's speculated that in this passage, Paul was referring to some sort of physical uh, problem that he had, and the Bible does not give it to us. It does not say, and a lot of people in other passages, Paul said, in my infirmities and different things like that, so I don't know what it is. But in my opinion, the Bible doesn't tell us what it is so that no matter where we're at, it will apply to us. All of us can identify with what's going on here. And we've all gone through those frustrating times, those heaviness, those things were placed on us that we just cannot control. So Paul began to ask the Lord to take it away. So now I want to bring you through this. And first, I want to stop and examine the thorn here. You get this description of the thorn. It was not a physical thorn, but the thorn was something that we would all understand. It was an irritation. It was something placed in his life. Something put into him or on him that represented pain or being uncomfortable. He said, the thorn in my flesh. Some of you have said and referenced different things saying, man, I've got such a, 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 this person, this job, this situation is a thorn in my flesh. We still use this terminology today, but it represented pain or being uncomfortable, it is something that you do not take pleasure in. Did you realize that there are things that, you're going to be, that God himself will put in your life that is not fun and is not comfortable? But in our minds, we, we think anything from God has to be good and pleasant and wonderful. That's not always the case. There's going to be times that God puts things on your life that you are literally and physically will not like. Paul describes it further this way. You talk about being human. And I had to get into this to to try to understand more because he said, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Then he describes it as a messenger of Satan to buffet me. The word buffet literally means to pound with the hand. He said, man, this, this was laying heavy on me. He said, I felt like Satan was after me. Have any of you ever felt that way? I know I have. I have gotten to the place where I just thought, I am sick and tired of this. I don't want this anymore. I don't want the pressure. I don't, I don't want the, the heaviness of this. I do not want it anymore. Being in the middle of what God wants me to do and not having any fun with it. And I'm not the only one. Nothing of what I'm talking about we would ever view as a blessing. And I believe at first, Satan just looked, or, or, uh, Paul looked at it and said, you know what? I don't know what God is trying to do, but I think Satan's after me to get me down with this. Some have said this was probably a sin in his life that Satan was attacking with, but I don't believe that at all. Let me prove to you. First of all, he pleaded with Christ to take it away three times. Let me tell you about when sin comes into your life. If there is a sin in your life and you plead with God or an addiction or something like that, and you plead with God, God is not going to say, hey, just deal with it. And here we we know Jesus turns back to him and says, no, I've given this to you. My grace is sufficient for this. God didn't say you're just going to have to deal with it. No, the Bible says if we have sin and we confess our sin, he is faithful, he is just, he will forgive that sin. I know it wasn't a sin. Here's the second thing that we're not going to like. It's not only the description of the thorn, but it's the source of the thorn. He said, lest I should exalt it above measure through abundance of revelation, there was given To me, a thorn in the flesh. It wasn't just something through life that he encountered. It was directed, intentional, a gift given by God. Some things God allows in our lives, and I think some things God deliberately puts into our lives. How do you know this came from God? Because of the spiritual purpose that Paul points out. Verse 7, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelation. There was given to me a thorn in the flesh. Paul, Paul recognized it. You know how often Paul referenced having to crucify his flesh, die to himself, Galatians 2.20. Uh, I die daily, all the different things. The things that I should do, I don't do. The things that I shouldn't do, those are the things that I do more than... I mean, Paul was constantly dealing with it. I believe in the position that he was, he probably dealt with pride. You get puffed up. I'm a leader. People follow me. He could go into a church and be lifted up. And all of a sudden, God gave him something. He said, in in the midst of my revelations, God gave me this to humble him, to bring him down, to make him trust God. It was to keep him from being puffed up. Paul was used by God greatly. And the thing is, God wanted to continue to use Paul but I tell you, you, many Christians, many pastors, many preachers, many leaders have fallen on their face because they have been filled with pride and pride will lead to destruction. We'll bring you down. Let me be honest. It is no fun to think that God deliberately places uncomfortable situations in our lives. That's the last thing that I want to do. I don't want to glory in something. I don't want to be excited about something that is a, considered to be a thorn. We don't want to think that God would do this. When it comes to pain in our lives. I don't want to think this when God would put a death situation in my life. Sickness in our lives. Allow us to be broke. Nobody wants to sit there and add up their checkbook. And then turn around and find out we don't even have enough money to pay the rent. And then say, wow honey, this is a blessing from God. I I don't know about you, but that's the last thing that's on my mind. When you're facing something like that. Lord, look, look at what you're doing. This is such a joy. This is such a blessing. Here's the thing that I have learned as a dad. My kids do not always understand what and why I do some of the things that I do. They don't get it. I I love my kids so much. Let me tell you how much I love my kids. Over the last two, three weeks, we have worked every second, every day, that we have not been working at the church. We have been at the house that we have bought, sanding, scraping, scraping, cutting grass, ripping out things, we, we're gutting a house top to bottom, inside and out, everything that's in there is being redone, we have to do that, the house sat for two years, it's not in the greatest shape, it is not livable, and I have, God has blessed me with three wonderful workers named Jordan, Logan, and Morgan. And, when, and when, you're, when you're tight on money, you'll, you, you'll take any help you've got. So I've got this little work crew, and you're sitting there thinking, I'm an abusive dad. You can call me what I want, what you want, but I, I'm telling you, I walk through there with a whip. and a, Not physically, but, you know, and I'm sitting there, and I'm having them sand. I have Morgan on her hands and knees with a shop vac going around vacuuming things. I've got Logan with a, a drill. I've got him doing all these things. And and then the thing, they're looking at me going, what, Dad? And says, can we go home? And and I'm not joking. It's like 12 o'clock at night. And I said, no, I still want to do this. And then we're going home. And they're like, Dad, what are you doing? We don't want to do this. Let, Let me tell you, the way that I know how to do what I know what to do, and I'm not saying that I'm a professional by any means when it comes to this. When I was a kid, my dad taught me how to do these things. My dad put me through to learn how to work. Let me tell you, I want my kids to know how to work. I want them to understand that there's value in something. Nobody's just going to hand it to you. You don't lay on your back and sit there and say, and I'm not talking about disabilities or whatever, but if you can work, you should work. And I'm training my kids. I'm training them up in the way they should go. And you know what? When we move into that house, I want them to have value in the house saying, look what we did. They're going to think twice about marking up the walls or spilling something when they're thinking, I know how long I sanded that. I know how long I painted that. I know how long it took us. And every night, they're going to have value in it. See, the thing is, I'm placing them. I'm pushing them through some things that are uncomfortable because dad knows best. And a lot of kids growing up today, they don't know how to use a weed eater. They don't know how to start a lawnmower. They, they don't know how to, and I'm not saying that kids have to be, you know, Tim the two-man tailor to, to grow up to be anything in life. But I'm saying that we, we should teach them how to function and, not, and understand that not everything's handed down to them. It's okay for your kids' hands to get dirty. It's okay for them to sweat. It's okay. Because now we've got a generation where they're not doing that and, and, and they're going to grow up with a handout. Well, life isn't about a handout, If a man doesn't work, neither shall he eat. It's not even my message, but man, it will preach. I have a purpose for it. Leads me to my second point. Let me tell you, with the heaviness, the thorns, however you want to put it in your life, God has a purpose for the thorn. Have you ever felt like God was just picking on you when you're miserable and you're broke? You say, why do you keep using that? How many of you have ever been broke before? Raise your hand. All right, all right, so I, I found something we all identify with. Isn't it funny how being broke will take a lot of the joy out of life? You don't even look at, you, you get the sale ads and you just throw them in the trash because you can't afford anything in there, okay? I, I don't care if Ruby Tuesday and Charlie's has two for 20 specials or whatever. If you don't have 20 bucks, I don't care what they have on, you just can't do it, it just, it, it, it brings you back. It breaks you down to understand that I cannot. Have you ever thought that maybe sometimes God allows you to be broke? Lord, have you ever thought that maybe God didn't allow you to have the money all that time just so that you would trust God so that when it did come, you understood why? There's a purpose for the thorns. There's a purpose when you go through hard times, there's a purpose when you hit those spots where you want to quit. Here's, here's the thing. Look at verse 8 with me. For this thing, Paul said, I besought the Lord three times that I might depart from me. He said, Lord, I, I, let, me, let me ask you if my, if my kids went up to me and they came to me over and over again and they said, Dad, uh, I'm, I'm tired of doing this and, and I've been doing this for hours. So I, can I quit? I said, No, I keep doing it. And they came up to me three times and I denied them three times. Do you know what I'm hoping my kids get? There's a reason for why you're doing what you do. And sometimes there's things that are placed in our life and you're sitting there saying, God, I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. And God's sitting there saying, will you trust me? It didn't say that I just, I I, I wanted to quit this. He said, for this I besought the Lord three times. The Lord told me no. The Lord said, I know more as your father what you need than what you do. Embrace, see it for what it is. It was on purpose. The purpose was to experience weakness. When you're broke, you experience weakness. When you are sick, you experience weakness. When you are oppressed to the point where you have nothing you can do, you experience weakness. See, the thing is, God must break you down first in order to build you up. Verse 9 For my strength is made perfect in weakness. The word perfect there means to complete, to accomplish, to finish, to fulfill, to make perfect. Pastor Dave, uh, you mind coming up? You're going to want to take off your jacket first. Come on up here. (laughs) Take off your jacket. Take off your jacket. You're not going to take off your jacket? (laughs) To what? I'm really tired. It's all right. It's going to be great. (laughs) Throw your jacket over there. Can you roll up your sleeves? <laughs> I'm not taking blood. Just, come on, just help me out. You are really slow. <laughs> he says he's tired. He's making up excuses. I'm going to start you off easy. I need you to pick up the little weight. There you go. Okay, let me see if you got any muscles. I want you to do that 10 times. One, Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That was awful. <laughs> this is it's only form. one. It's, it's only five pounds, isn't it? It's, it's ten pounds. Good form. Let me Keep it in your hands. Let me tell you something about there are certain things that in our life, y- you have it, and it's a weight, and you can handle it. It's not a struggle. It's not pushing you beyond your limits. It's, it's not... It might help you, and to be honest, Dave, if that's all you did in your life, it might maintain who you are, but it will not build you up to who God wants you to be. And a lot of people, they don't want it any more than that. It's like, I'm paying my bills, I'm doing this, I'm I'm, I'm comfortable where I'm at. This is not a big deal, and a lot of people like to be there. I have a Sunday school class, I know all the kids, I'm comfortable, I'm in good health, I've got a job where everybody likes me. You know, look look what I can do. I'm I've got this. I can handle this. I can handle this. See, the thing is, if God has bigger plans for you, just like he did with the disciples. There's a reason that God called Peter. Peter sat on the shoreline and he was mending nets to catch fish. He was used to being out on the water. Along the way, God strengthened him to the point through his faith where he was not only fishing on that water, Peter was walking on that water. You see, through God's grace, through God's vision of you, through all of us, God says, and and I I know a lot of you guys have an understanding of this already, when God has a purpose for you, the only way to make you stronger is to put more on you. The trying of your faith. See, when, when we first go off to Bible college and I, I can't begin to understand, help you to understand a lot of things that God put you through. And Pastor Dave can attest to this. Did you, did you have all the money that you needed to go off to Bible college? Do you remember those times of being broke? Do you remember those times? I can tell you the times that I went to the office and they said to me, and you were probably there too, we did not have rich parents. We did not have parents that paid our school bills. I remember my first freshman year of school. What, were you crying? You're trying to look sad? Okay. (laughs) I remember being there, and I went up to the office, and they said, Tony, if you don't pay your bill, you don't take your exams. I don't know about you, but I'm sitting there going, I didn't spend all this time and effort and everything to walk out of here and not even accomplish a class. This was my... First year, it, my parents were poor. my family was poor. We, I couldn't afford a loan, there was nothing that we could do. I worked all semester and I had nothing to show about it. You know what you do, you're almost in there, you, you cry out to God and say, God, you brought me here, Lordy, now you're letting Satan attack you, and God sometimes looks at you and says, it's not Satan attacking you, it's me working in you. You see, the only way that you're going to realize that I am greater than your bills, and I'm greater for this, because the thing is, when we were going through college, it wasn't just college, God was preparing us for greater things in our lives. God had bigger things. God was building us up and putting us through some things and laying some things on us that was uncomfortable, and I promise you, when you walk out of there and you're studying the whole time, you're thinking, I don't have the money to even pay my bill to take the exam, why am I doing this? Can you pick up the next one? You're nervous about this, aren't you? Yeah. Can you do that 35 times? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we all know you can't. <laughs> see, see what God does is God will take you out of your comfort zone. He'll put more on you because he's got a bigger purpose. And through there, go ahead and start. You'll be fine. See this is the only way that we experience heaviness in our life, that we experience the weakness of who we are. Paul said in this passage, you keep going, I'm going to preach. Uh, (laughs) Paul said this, that we get to the point, you tell me when you're too tired to do it. Yes. You know what, your pride won't let you do that. (laughs) I know what's coming. (laughs) (laughs) I know, (laughs) you're Alright, you can stop. I know that's all you can handle. <laughs> <laughs> you're sweating. You're, you're turning red. Let, let me tell you, God deliberately, He'll put things on your life to the point where you're sitting there saying, turning to God, saying, God, I can't do this. God, I'm worn out. God, there is no way that I can keep pushing to do this. Lord, I am at my max. There is no way. That I can be pushed beyond the limit of where I'm at. Dave, you can sit down. I'll pull you back up here in a minute, so don't get comfortable. See, it's, it's at that point where you experience the purpose of the thorn. You experience the fact that, that God has placed weights on you, God has pushed you beyond your limits, God is preparing you for more. Because the truth of the matter is, when Dave went off to college, it wasn't just college that God was trying to get him from being a freshman to a sophomore. God was preparing Dave to be a pastor and a father. And a lot of people, they can't experience anything they come their way. And I promise you, in the next phase of what they had, when Peter was just going from a Lord I'll follow you to the point where he's in Acts chapter 2 standing before 5,000 people or however many it was, and he was standing there preaching, God had to prepare him for what he was about to handle. But God had to put more on him to get him to that point. Let me tell you, with all of us, God has a plan to put more on us, to prepare us for that point. You have no idea what's coming next, but I promise you, God has every clue, every idea of what he's prepared for you. He's got it all worked out. And sometimes losing that job or whatever gets you to that point where you are just so broke, and you you just like, you're you're pushing and dreaming, you're uncomfortable, and say, God, why would you do this? See, the thing is, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When you have bills and you have no money, that's when you exercise faith. That's when you're pushed to that limit of saying, God, I can't, where you realize that in my weakness, when God pushes you to the point where you're worn out, that God says, now you cast all your care upon me, for I care for you. You are becoming stronger. And God is saying, I have bigger plans for you. See, the thing is, you need to experience God in bigger ways. Because it's not just about talking about it. I can tell you that experiencing the provision of God, of what God did for me in different phases of my life, helps me be able to preach on faith and trust and everything else a whole lot greater than just sitting there talking about it. But if you were still at that first weight, you'd be like, yeah, God could do anything. God says, all right, set it down, let me show you. When I push you beyond your limits to see what I can do. Here, here's the last thing. And we examine the thorn, the purpose of the thorn, but also the blessing of the thorn. He said, for this thing, in verse 8, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice, three times that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I'd rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure. Somewhere along the way, Paul got it. When he requested for God to remove it, but instead God showed him the purpose for it. You see, you view the infirmities and the reproaches and those things in your life as heaviness or burdens or a thorn or however you want, because God didn't label that thing as a thorn. It was Paul that labeled it as a thorn. But looking back on my ministry, and I, I, I don't even think that I've ever... I uh, ever mentioned this, but I, I can tell you, I, I gone through, I went through a, a time in my ministry here at Fellowship Baptist Church that I was planning on leaving. I'm not going to go into the details; it was a long time ago. But I went through a very, very hard time. I was, dis- I was, I was discouraged beyond words. And I can tell you, you say, "How are you here today, still?" If you went through that, it was because of Pastor Mrs. Denhoff that got me through. And it was was discouragement. It was this and that. And along the way, I had no idea what God was doing. I'm just being totally honest. I had no idea. I was so frustrated until pastor was with me one time and he said this. And and at that point, I had no vision of ever becoming the pastor of Fellowship Baptist Church. It was not my intention at all. And pastor said to me privately, and I can't believe I'm even saying this because I've never shared this. But he said to me, he has said, have you ever thought that maybe God's preparing you for something bigger, even one day taking over for me? And all of a sudden, I looked back and I thought, and he said, Tony, I didn't know that until I saw God work through you as you went through that situation. You don't know what God is doing. And sometimes that burden wears you out. And when we, and when God says no to us three times and we're ready to throw it down, God says don't throw it down because I tell you, I'm not finished making you stronger. Anybody that's ever gone to the gym before, you, you know that, that how you get the results is when somebody's sitting there screaming at you going, one more, one more. Now, don't stop, don't stop, one more, one more, push yourself, push yourself. Because it's at that point that you experience the breakdown, to be able to break your flesh down, to be able to break your will down, to experience the strength that God wants to put into your life. Let me show you. Here, Number one, it was a a blessing of grace. The thorn was a blessing of grace. He said, I, I I asked the Lord three times, and the Lord responded and said, My grace is sufficient for thee. The word sufficient means enough. Jesus said, I am everything that you need. I will bless when no one can. I walked out of that office and I walked down this long hallway that led back to the library. And I I remember like it was yesterday. And I felt like I was, my feet were a thousand pounds. I was heavy. I was broken. I remember getting upset. I couldn't call my mom. They were Broke as can be, I couldn't. I, I didn't have anybody to call. I just remember being broken. And through the that time of being a freshman in college, my first semester being away from home and everything, I learned how to pray as an individual, not 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 Father. You know, now I lay me down to sleep and all the little things. Because I tell you, in a lot of life, we we go through it. We know how to say it. We know how to repeat it. But when you're broken. When you're weak, when you're pushed, there's a different prayer that cries out of your mouth. There's a different way that you cry. There's a different way that you pray. And I remember going to my dorm and I remember sitting on my bed and I was broken saying, Lord, I don't know what to do. I can't do this. I have no one to turn to. I have no money to borrow, whatever. And I was, I just was pressed beyond measure. And I went down to the financial office, this was days before the exam, and I went in there and I said the question, I said, how much would it take for me to just reach that level where you'd let me take my test? And she looked up my record and she said, well, I don't know what you mean, your bill was paid in full. And I am telling you, I knew zero people that had money, zero. Not even many people that knew that. Later on, I found out that it was a school teacher. That I had way back when I was in elementary, knew that I went off to college, knew that God wasn't working in my life about ministry. Without me even knowing it, he called out in the school and says, does Tony have a bill? And paid my bill over the phone and paid that for me. You say, how is that? It was God's grace. I didn't earn it. I didn't ask for it. Besides in my prayer. There was nothing that I could do. Paul reached a point where he was just like, God, I can't. And at that point, Paul responds, after he said, you sent me a messenger of Satan, that he would pound me down. Lord, I I asked you three times. He said, now I glory, I thank God, I embrace. Lord, I would rather be weak so that I can be made strong. Because if if I would have never been broke, I would have never experienced the grace of God on that level. I would have never experienced an outpouring of God's blessing in a way because if I can provide for my own, then I have no reason to cry out for it. Jesus said, my grace is sufficient. It's everything. Not only was that thorn a blessing of grace, but it was a blessing of strength. Verse 9 again, most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure. Here, God, through all of those things, began to show me how much more He could do through me than I could do through myself. He began to show me what He was doing. And I, I didn't know that through the course of this. That through this, when God, when you're sitting there, you can handle that and you have it all worked out and everything. And God says, but you know what the thing is? I've got something bigger for you. And if I keep you at this level, and that's where a lot of us want to say, I can pay my bills. I can teach my class. I'm comfortable in that class that I'm teaching. Don't ask me, don't ask me to teach more or do more. I, I can pay my bills. I, I'm not stretched. I, I, can, I, I give a little bit to the church and I'm comfortable with it. Everything's good. And the thing is, God says, it might be good to you, and you might be comfortable, but it's not good enough for me. Because the thing is, God has a bigger plan for you. God has a bigger plan for all of us. Never, ever think that you're going to be satisfied in that spot. God, God is pushing you to do bigger and greater things. The Bible says that he that began a good work will continue to do it. He is not done with you. You've got to stop being comfortable being weak. Because a lot of Christians, when you get to that next phase in your life and you fall apart as a dad, you fall apart as a spiritual leader, God looks back in your life and says, that's because when I put this in your life, you sat there and whined about it. Oh, God, will you take it away? Guess says, no, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to help you with that. Pushing you to that level. See, I, I, you've got to push yourself with that. Wait, you got, I can't do it. I'm just illustrating right now. But you push yourself. And all of a sudden, the next thing, when God puts a greater weight in your life, you can handle it. Pastor Dave, can you come back up here? (laughs) I'm not going to do what you think I'm going to do. No, I'm not. I promise. See, the thing is, going through college and getting out of that comfort zone, use one hand. It's a dumbbell, dummy. This is my. Does everybody know this is my brother? We, knew, we look nothing alike. We have to convince people that we're brothers. I'm kidding. Go ahead. What? Just curl it. There you go. Through, through the course of this, even with this, of going through college or wherever it is, God has something even bigger than this. And at some point in your life when you can handle that, and obviously you can handle it, God will put it down, and he says, I've got something bigger for you. You can put it down. Don't pick it up. Christian, come on up here, buddy. It might not look how you think it's going to look, but God had something bigger that he needed to make you stronger to handle. And, and And the thing is, how can we lead others? We cannot handle the little things. When Jesus said... You know, in there, he said, you have been faithful in the little things. I will make you rule over many. I, I can promise you, Dave, all those things that we went through in Bible college, they, they, weren't, they weren't just about paying bills, and they weren't just about classes and, and staying up all night and all those other things. It was, it was more about building character and strength and faith in, in an almighty God so that we could walk to a pulpit one day and preach that saying, my God can And see, the trials that you go through when you're sitting there, you're flat broken, you don't know how to handle, and you're thinking, I don't know what to do. You've got little eyes around the corner that are sitting there going, I don't know, are we going to lose the house? Are we not going to be able to pay the bills? Or what are we going to do? And when they see your faith, I tell you, that strength carries them. See, all I'm trying to do is visualize, we're looking at a thorn, and God's looking at the purpose. We're looking at these insignificant things that don't add up to anything. And God says, it's not about this. Get your eyes off the thorn. And when you're embracing this, Dave, I'm telling you, when you're embracing this, you say, gladly, gladly. Thank you. Thank you for the hard times. Thank you for pushing me through there. Thank you for that, because now I can handle this and that, this. Preaching here, doing these things, that is the blessing of God. You guys can be seated. Why is it that we often miss out? Not becoming, and we look at Peter in the Bible, and we look at Matthew, and we look at all these people that we held up on there. It's not that they were anything great, God built them up, God put things on them, God brought them through some trials. And sometimes even through those trials and tribulations, we fall on our face. I believe Peter would look back on some of the things that he had. You know, Lord said, you'll deny me three times. No, I won't, Lord. I, I, I promise. He, he dropped that weight. He did that. But he even learned through his mistakes. And God picked him up and strengthened him to do greater things with him. There's not a person in here. I'm just being honest. There's not a person in here right now. That has not or is not going through heaviness in your life. Something that you just cannot handle you your strength. And, and God says, I just need to break you down to figure out that you can't do it of yourself. But I had to push you through some things to build you up to the next phase of your life.